live from the Below the Yellow Line studio, it's the Below the Yellow Line podcast. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Below the Yellow Line podcast, episode number 85 today. Another very special guest on tap, Brayden, if you would, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, I'm Brayton. Uh, I drive race cars for a living. Not really. I do drive race cars, but it's not what I do for a living. I'm trying to do it for a living, hopefully. But uh, from Greenwood, Indiana, right side of Indianapolis. Um, you know, 20 years old, you know, been racing primary dirt late models, school buses, Hornets, front wheel drive. And then been dabbling up in, you know, the National Park Series from time to time. And then the Arkham Menard Series is where we've been our primary focus of, I guess, racing this year. So we've ran, you know, Daytona, Charlotte, Iowa, Nashville this year. We're getting ready to run IRP um, this weekend, actually. So uh, it's, it's been quite a journey. Uh, you know, I never really thought to make it to this level, but here we are. Absolutely. It's great to have you on the show, and I'm glad you've been able to, uh, to do so much in a still young uh, career. Uh, you have one of the most, I think, unique nicknames in all of NASCAR, and it's a sport that is very rich with nicknames, but... Tell me in the audience, how on earth did the nickname of Pizza Man first come about? I really like pizza. I really like pizza. And so I'd always have the track. I'd be eating pizza and whatnot. And so it kind of started out as like the joke. Like, oh, hey, it's a pizza kid. You know, like it's the kid eating pizza. And then I became the pizza kid. And, you know, I'd, I'd, you know, from school to the racetrack, it was like, Synonymous. I was a pizza. I had the pizza shoes. I had a pizza backpack. I had pants. I had shorts. I had hats. I, I had the underwear. I mean, I had the socks. I, I had it all. No, I mean, I was decked out. I'm telling you. It kind of became my like, persona. You know, with Brent Master Pizza, Brent Master Pizza, and so was you know, it's it, those two were always like, known together. And like, he was like, hey, Brayton, have a pizza day at lunch. I'm like, let's go. And then we had the racetrack. And, uh, mainly it was like the racetrack was like where it first started because my dad would give me like 20 bucks to go up to the concession stand like hey get me a cheeseburger get you whatever you want and I'd be walking through the pit to the slice of pizza you know I would get pizza and so it kind of started as like a joke and then it became something you know like hey it's kind of my identity it's kind of my brand this is who I am and we just kind of you know, embraced it well it's great to have something like that that you can kind of build a, a brand off of and and, uh, you know, it's great. I don't feel like we have near as many great nicknames in racing as we once did. So it's great to have somebody like you that has something so unique. And I've seen you've had, you know, pizza on your helmets and fire suits before. I mean, any brand of frozen pizza could pick you up and, and I'm, they could have just a whole array of commercials be perfect, and brand yeah. deals. Be the perfect match for That's, sure. It's a golden opportunity for sure for someone. Um, you know, you kind of talked about your love of pizza starting when you were younger, but when did your love for racing really start? When did you know that you kind of wanted to do this at a higher level? Uh, the day I came out of the womb, pretty much. Uh, my dad had, you know, raced around, you know, the local short tracks, uh, you know, throughout the Midwest. And we always had cars, and, you know, race cars in the garage, you know, like street stocks or Hornets. And, and then we had, you know, parts off of the house and carburetors in the kitchen, you know, shocks in the garage, you know body panels in the bathtub and so that's kind of grew up around it and you know ever since I was little I'd always do the racetrack with my dad and I didn't actually start racing until I was about seven or eight and you know, hopped the go-kart but uh I'm sure I would have started a lot younger if I uh 
could. I was probably I probably would have been scared and wrecked out. <laughs> but that's actually how my first race did go. Is I got wrecked. I'm like, okay, I'm retiring and never trying it again. And then like a year and a half later, luckily I came back again and tried go kart some more time. And thankfully I stuck with it that time around because uh, we've made it a lot further than I ever like I said I ever thought. But you know I was basically born into it. And it was, it's a lifestyle and it's a hard lifestyle to adapt to. But luckily we were able to kind of you know make something happen. Well, it's great, great to hear, uh, great to hear your story. There's so, it's so cool now to hear so many young drivers just say, you know, I know I want to do this, you know, since the day I was born. And it's so great to have people that passionate, kind of up and coming through the levels uh, of our sport. Um, we talked about the Pizza Man kind of being a big thing for you, but you've also been known to run uh, a green race car, which has kind of been a, a topic of avoidance for drivers. But also, you're not only bold enough to do that. You also drive the number 13. What's next? Do you have peanuts in your truck? That's also known to be a bad luck. I'm actually going to take the peanuts. So no. Um, yeah, the 13 thing, it was, my dad started that. Um, he hated going to that track because he traveled a lot. He hated going to that track and having his number taken. And no one runs number 13. So he goes, if I run number 13, then no one can, you know, probably, no, at least no one he assumes will be running my number. So he always like, I'm just gonna run 13 because no one ever runs 13. And then, uh, green race cars, you know, always like a big no no. So we're like, hey, two negatives make a positive. And that's kind of how it started. <laughs> that's awesome. That's just, that's so funny to me. You know, drivers are probably the, some of the most superstitious athletes you'll ever find just because, you know, what you're doing is, is definitely more dangerous than most other, other professional sports. And it's just so funny to see so you've kind of embraced it. You've kind of said, okay you know come get me and that that's just mm -hmm. that's awesome to me just to see somebody um kind of defeating the stereotypes and and stuff like that so moving on here brayton um you made your truck series debut and you talked about how you kind of dabbled on the truck series a little bit but you made your truck series debut last year at knoxville which for anybody that doesn't know that's the the sprint car capital of the world knoxville iowa not tennessee knoxville iowa um, but it, they had some of the biggest dirt races out there. But the Truck Series went there first in 2021. That race was uh, an experience. Uh, and then last yes. year, it wasn't quite as chaotic. Todd Gillen won. He, he dominated, if I remember correctly. But you had Jessica Friesen flipping. You had a ton of other big pileups. How crazy was it to make your National Series debut at a track like Knoxville and at a race like at the chaos level of those races? Yeah, that was kind of an unexpected deal. Um, you know, we partnered up with the Ring Brothers after, uh, you know, we did Smart at Daytona Talladega last year. And we originally wanted to run the IRP truck race. And there was a bit of an issue with the approval process. And they wanted us to run a truck race beforehand. And, you know, I have a big dirt background. The past four or five years, I've been racing dirt late miles all across the West. And so they're like, hey, we'll come run out. We'll see what we can do. And I didn't really expect much. You know, I didn't think we were going to make the field. And they sent, I think, one or two guys home. And, um, you know, we I'm sitting there on my heat race. I started dead last in my heat race. It's a random draw. I'm like, oh, great. And it, me and Norm Benning, you know, really cool. I've looked up to Norm like, for a while. And, you know, he's always one of the big underdogs in NASCAR. And, you know, me and him are side by side. I'm like, I got to beat Norm. I hate to do it. But if I can beat Norm, I, I'm in. Because we're passing points and I finish ninth. And um, I hate to send Norm home, but I got to do what I got to do. I'm trying to make my debut here. And so we go, you know, first lap, second lap, he's got me, third lap, he's got me, fourth lap, we start closing in. And by the end of the race, I got him cleared by straight away. And, uh, you know, we were last part of the race away in, 
um, through passing points and so no provisional needed, which is like really cool. That that's you know my my dream was I didn't want to have to use provisional. Absolutely. Um, I don't I didn't want to give it given to me. And you know, the Wayne brothers are they're very low dollar underdog team. A lot of people know this, a lot of people are aware of this. And it was uh, it was a dream come true and you know, we started thirty first and we finished twenty seventh. I mean not a scratch on it. I mean I think the only car that went out that race to the wreck was Jessica Friesen. Actually, and she even finished, as a matter of fact. I think yeah. we had like 35, 36 trucks even running. Um, so it was, it was a really strong debut and a you know, really clean race. Everyone was happy. And it's funny because we ended up not doing IRP uh, the next month, but uh, it was a really surreal experience to get to do that. Yeah. And, you know, I'd some hopefully I'm looking forward to do later in the future. Um, probably not this season as your truck series is winding up, but um, uh, it, it'd be really neat to go back to truck series just once. Yeah, I can't imagine what it was like, you know, racing against Norm because he, I mean, he's you know 70 years old and he's still out here, you know, pretty competitive racing against some of the best that you know the NASCAR truck series has to offer. It must have been so cool when you when you cleared him. We had Ryan Ellis on the show a couple weeks ago and he talked about you know clearing Jeff Gordon at Texas in a cup race. I have to imagine. For you and your debut, that had to be kind of the same feeling, you know, clearing, clearing yes. one of your heroes, clearing a guy that you know you look up to, and that must have just been a really, uh, really neat feeling for you to do that. Yeah, uh, that's probably the best way to put it. Speaking of, you know, kind of your your heroes, guys you look up to, who were your biggest heroes in in NASCAR or watching other motorsports when you were growing up? I would probably Jimmy Johnson was like the big one. I love Jimmy. Um, you know, he's always been kind of the goat per se and you know, so watching him um was like i think like jimmy johnson like a power wheel car growing up that drove around the house so he was kind of my, my idol growing up uh, him and uh newman was always a fun one to watch i rooted for and nowadays i'm a big chris busher guy oh yeah i love chris busher so watching him like win yeah, get, I remember when he won Tokyo in 2016. Yeah, I was watching him win Tokyo in 2016. Like, God, oh, man, that's so cool. And then he won Bristol last year. I was like, ecstatic. And now he's he's on a roll. So yeah. it, it's really neat to kind of see stuff like that. Hopefully we can be up there one day. You know? Not sure what future holds for us, but we'll see one day. Absolutely. I think you can do it. Um, if you can sit down, and you know, I think you're one of your favorite drivers is now just eligible for this, but if you can sit down with a nascar hall of famer and just you know just talk to them or just you know ask them a question ask for some advice in racing or, or whatever it may be uh, who who what, what hall of famer would you sit down with and, and maybe what would you ask them probably I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Donnie Allison would be a good one. Donnie from Oxford has had a lot of a lot of good stories. You know, he just got inducted. Um, I think he did. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he was in the Pioneer Ballot. Um, so he'd be really, really neat one to go and see um, and, and talk to. Just kind of you know, face-to-face, man-to-man. Just kind of hear his stories. And, you know, racing back then in NASCAR was vastly different. For sure. Than what it is today. I mean, vastly. So I'm sure it'd be different, you know, unique, a different angle and different perspective what, you know, we're used to now. But that, that'd be one of the more interesting ones, I think, to sit down and talk to. Yeah. Any of them for me would, would be the pick. Um, you know, Donnie's a guy that, you know, I've heard, I heard Dave Moody on Sirius X and NASCAR Radio talking about how anytime he sees Donnie Allison, his day gets better. So it's really cool. And, 
you know, you have the opportunity to talk to those people. Um, and you know, that, that's somebody that, you know, on my, on my like hot list of like top five interviews I could have, Donnie Hallison's probably up there. He didn't win the most races or the most championships, but he's just, he's so wise, you know, he's, he's like the Gandalf of, of the Alabama gang or, you know, the Gandalf of, of old NASCAR, you know, something like that wise, you know, sage that you could just, uh, go ask a question. Um, the last question I have for you, uh, and this is, I mean, it's, it's very serious. It's a question that I really, that you might have to think hard about given your background. What is your favorite pizza place? I'm not going to narrow it down to just one. I really, really like pizza. Um, you know, I'm a big fan of, you know, I have a lot of favorite chains like Casey's or General Store. That's banging pizza, you know, Papa John's, Domino's, Lewis Caesar's. I, I eat them all the time. Pizza Hut's good. It's hard to narrow down just one. Um, there's a local place called New York Slice around here that I absolutely love. Um, I mean, yeah, I love me good New York style pizza too. And it, it's hard to have a good pizza. Um, or at least the good pizza, or the pizza. You know, they're all so good, and they all have the different you know, aspects of making different. It's hard to design the perfect pizza because everyone's <laughs> different. Um, and you know, sometimes you get good pizza, sometimes you don't. So it, it's hard to narrow it down just one. But those are definitely my favorites. I'd have to say. Yeah, I, I really like Papa John's. Um, for anybody going to uh, Talladega, Talladega, I think has really stepped up their concession game. And I remember when I was there a few years ago, they had great funnel cake and really good pizza and their pizza was like two dollars a slice or, or something like that so anybody going to talladega soon look out for that well i think that's all the questions i had brayton thank you so much for coming on the show and uh did you say you were racing this weekend at irp yes so we got the call about four hours ago um so we'll be in the 01 but then once they chevrolet uh for fast track racing irp six o'clock friday eastern on fox sports one well, that's great. Can't wait to see you out there on the track, and we wish you uh, the best of luck. Thank you for coming on the Below the Line podcast, and uh, hope to see you in Victory Lane Friday night and uh, soon. Everybody, I think you're going to be seeing a lot more of Brayton uh, out there on the track and hopefully soon uh, in Victory Circle. So thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. Absolutely.